Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Black and White Reviews. I'm Lee. I am Will. And I am Chuck. And today we're talking about the second episode of, um, <laughs> of Moon Knight. Um, so, that's what we're doing. Yeah, we've been going through it so far. Um, first episode was great. This one um, <clears throat> definitely gave us a little bit more information, more than I, um, than we... Uh, pretty much what we expected. We were going to get a lot, a lot more of a, an exposition dump in this episode. Um, what do you guys think of it so far? Of this episode, we'll say. To be honest... Go ahead. Go ahead. To be honest, a bit on the forgettable side. Like, I watched it twice, and I still really don't remember anything from this episode. It was weird. Um, but, I mean, for the, I mean, I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to say that. I'm definitely enjoying it. But I really don't have a whole lot to say at the beginning. Like, it's... Exactly what you said. It was a lot of exposition dump, um, a lot of back information. That's 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 really it. We got to meet his wife. I guess that's cool. That's it. I got nothing else. Yeah, um, I thought it was. Thought it was decent. Um, I do want to get to the point where we have more Mark than we do Steve. And more actual Moon Knight than we do, you know, Tim and Steve. Um, but I think we're going to get that 80-20, 80% Steve, 20% Mark throughout the entirety of the thing. And if that is the case, um, to me, that part is a little disappointing. Outside of that, so far, so good. I would agree with that. I didn't, I didn't love Steve having the suit on. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was ridiculous. I thought it was. I thought it was more than ridiculous. <laughs> so, do, so do I have to say it, or are you guys? I told you so. <laughs> See, I told you so. It was obvious they're not going to introduce a character like this and then just like move on from him. They were clearly going to make a way where they somehow find a way to make a deal and work with each other. So, the way that they're doing it, um, I don't know much of the lore, um, and like you know, comic book backstory of this character, Moon Knight. It's it's all very fresh to me. I didn't want to go into it like reading too much, but the few things I did get after seeing this character, Mr. Knight, as they call it in the comics, um, basically there are more than just Stephen and Mark residing in this body in the comics. And there's another one that is that turns into this Mr. Knight, which is more of a we'll say less less of a rogue, like run around like, you know, Batman type character. Well, depending on the Batman you look at, um, but more like works with the police, kind of a detective type thing. Um, and that was Mr. Knight. So it looks like what they're doing here is they're kind of retconning the comic backing and just saying, hey, let's just keep it simple with two personalities and to just have one of them is like Moon Knight and then the other dude is Mr. Knight, which, yeah, he's got some powers, but they're going to, you know, they're very different characters. See, in the suit, not the... Not the the mummified suit, but the suit suit. Yeah, um, the the psycho Colonel Sanders. Yeah, it's it. Uh, it's a grayed out Deadpool, same mask. It, it's, oh yeah. It, uh, when he's when when he's in his mummified suit with the hood and the cape, and he, I mean, it looks cool. Um, right. This one, he's just wearing a suit with a with a hood, like a uh uh thing over his head, whatever the mask. Mm-hmm. Um. But it just it doesn't look right. It no, look it right looks it all. looks mostly left. But I think the idea was that they were just trying to like bring in the character and not um not confuse people 
that much more by having more personalities fighting for the front. But, yeah, I mean, I didn't think it was horrible. But, I mean, we'll see how they start to blend these in. I mean, we saw the pictures before, and we saw kind of how they had the mask set up, but um, now we're just going to see how there's different adaptations of it. Um, and we definitely got a, a bigger look into what these characters are. Now, I think the bigger question that this episode leaves us with so much is, how did this all start? You know, was it like his whole life he was dealing with these two personalities? Was it after a traumatic experience when this other personality came in? Because it sounds as though, based on the conversation between Khonshu and, um, well, and everybody, basically, um, there was a deal, you know, that Steven wouldn't interfere, and he... Um, it basically breached the contract because Steven is interfering now. So it, it seems as though this has been going on for a long time. It might've been something small and maybe they were kind of living. I'm wondering if Steven really was the one who had his life. And then Mark took over, you know, kind of like uh, me, myself and Irene where, you know, there's Charlie and then Hank comes in to take care of the dirty work, you know, according that was my, to, that was my theory. So according to the wiki, Mark is the main. Well, that's what I thought. And Grant and another um, alter by the name of Lockley are his alters. Yep. There are other right. ones that, that 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 come along, but those are those are the main those are the main identities. Right. So and yeah. it's 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 also it's not clear what exactly happened to him when he was a child, but they started manifesting when they when he was a kid. So okay. So I think what it still comes down to, though, is how much are they going to take from the comics and how much are they going to move? Because already introducing this Mr. Knight character like this um, is already changing what happened in the comic. So they might just take, like, total liberties with it. They might stick to what you were just saying. Um, but I guess it all comes down to we'll see. You know, some things, some things stick and some things don't. Um, either way, I think it's still entertaining. I think they're doing a good job with it. So... So, so do you like this because it's entertaining? Uh, yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> as a TV show, I can enjoy it for what it is. You know? So that's, that is that. Um, so, want to just get right into it? Yeah, go for it. All right, so immediately after the bathroom brawl that we saw at the very end of the first episode, um, he kind of has, like, all you hear is, like, the audio of it, and he wakes up in bed, hops out of the bed, and he's restrained, falls down on his face. Okay. Um, pretty much how <laughs> the whole thing starts pretty, off. It, that was actually was pretty funny. It was great. But I, I love that he gets up, and he just, like, it, was, it looked very different for him. Like, he, was, he wasn't, like, timid Stephen. He was like, where are you? Like, he was... Like, on a mission, like, what's going on? What's happening to me? Looking in the mirror, um, it almost looked like he was kind of switching. But, um, no, it's just Steven, you know, stepping it up here and, and being concerned. So he immediately goes to the um, museum to check the security footage. And he's talking to, you know, Otter Boy there. And they look at all the screens. And he's like, oh, you got to see this. It's amazing. It's going to melt your mind. So they're watching the video, and all you see is, like, is Steven cowering next, next to the um, display. He's like, dude, are you crying? Never mind, just look. But the thing is, we see all this stuff happening around him, but we don't see this jackal. So, okay, so the cameras aren't picking this up, which we later find now that nobody can see these things, but whoever, you know, the target is. Well, that's great. That's just fantastic. I feel like, I don't know how I feel about 
that personally? What do you guys? What are you guys' thoughts you on invisible on what? Invisible monsters that only the person who's the target can see. Well, we don't know if it's exactly the target that's seeing. I think it's just somebody who's like bestowed with this spirit (laughs) or 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 these series of spirits that we've seen in the show so far like we Mm -hmm. have okay so we have um ethan hawk right yeah he's clearly like attached to somewhat of a a deity and now we have like mark and or steven who's attached to another deity so it might just be Mm -hmm. like that circle that can oh we can see these things because this ability has been bestowed upon us. Like it, c- yeah. it could be something like that. I don't know if it's necessarily like they're invisible. Yeah. Well, but also keep in mind that Harrow can't see Conchu. Yeah, but that's all he can't. He but he summoned the jackals. <clears throat> well, he can summon the jackals. Yeah. So I think it's it maybe it's just a connection to whatever it is that you are directly connected to, not just kind of the deities in general, but the specific deity that you're connected to. I don't know. But no, because then he wouldn't see the jackal. I. I uh, I guess we'll, I guess we'll see. Um, but basically, they're blaming the jackal. Then, who couldn't see the jackal? Everybody, just, everybody except for um, no, no, no. You just said, but then he wouldn't be able to see the jackal. You talking yeah, about? Yeah, because well, I was saying Steve? if you could only see, if you could only see, you know, some manifestation from a specific deity that's connected to you, then you wouldn't see the jackal that's coming after you. So that can't be the thing. I was just, I was just kind of going back and forth. What what could make sense? Because why uh, could why couldn't Harrow see Conchu, yet um, Stephen could see the Jackal? You know, so that's why that's why I was wondering about that. But I, I think it's more just like Conchu's just in his head. Eh, okay. Um, but the whole thing here is like who who destroyed the toilets? Um, he comes out of their out of the bathroom in the video. Clearly Mark, not Steven, stares up at the camera, walks away. He's like, dude, that's not me. Okay. So he's losing his job now, goes into the office, the HR office, and the guy's like, oh, there's a, there's a great place with these really good doctors who could help you out. And he's really buying it here, like, maybe I do need to go to the doctor. Oh, they look nice. They look like they're really good listeners. <laughs> and I, I love the line on there. He's like, well, the one important thing you need to know, Steven, is that you're not alone. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's part of the problem, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just thought that was great. You know, anytime you can, you know, there's this um, unbeknownst to the people, to the characters talking to the individual that we're following, they say something ridiculous like that and you just can't help but laugh. You know, like you like you and I, Chuck, when we were really hungry and everything anybody said when they grabbed the mic was saying something that we could twist into. Yeah, but I'm yeah. hungry. <laughs> yeah, it's just it fits. So anyway. After this, all all this stuff happens, he goes and talks to his golden friend, the statue dude, about he everything. He makes him move. <laughs> he, makes, he makes him move. So what I loved about it, though, is he's talking to him about everything. And I think that my favorite part was as you're watching it, maybe just because it's in the daytime, you're watching his eyes move as if he's like really thinking about what this dude's saying and going, oh, my God, this guy's telling me a lot of crazy stuff. So he's like <laughs> processing it. And you can see his eyes just ever so slightly twitch. As he's listening to him, and then he goes, "Oh, that's such a great idea!" Whatever he, whatever revelation he had, he gives him a hug, and the guy just like looks at him like, "Uh, you're <laughs> hugging me too." <laughs> like I love how he he doesn't move; it's just like his eyes, it's his just eyes, his eyes. <laughs> moving completely. Like, uh. So I I hope I hope he becomes like a sidekick or something, <laughs> golden boy or something. <laughs> I just think it's hilarious. Or maybe he's gonna like tell the police on him or something. Like something's gonna happen with this character. Um, I think the way it's that, just the way that he knows everything. Relief. I think he's just there for comic relief right now, and that's it. 
Yeah. There's gonna there's gonna be a moment where he silent bobs everybody, where he comes up with this really great solution. He's like, maybe what you need to do is blah 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 blah. Oh, and then that solves the issue or something. Like that's I, I that would be a cliche moment that they'd have to do. You know, where Silent Bob says nothing for a whole movie. Yeah, but Silent Bob was also a vital part of the movie. This guy's not a vital part of the show. He's just Silent Bob was a vital part of what movie? (laughs) I was about to say the same thing. What what vital part did he serve in Clerks? Besides besides Jay and Silent Bob, like in in Clerks, all he did was say, "You know, there's a lot of fine-looking women in this town, but most of them just cheat on you." That was his only line in that movie. Like that's all he served. What I'm saying is though, is he's in all the movies that he when it's Jay, if it's a Jay and Silent Bob, Bob, um, even Clerks, where they're a they're not like this guy is a not just a side character he is a you don't even statue? need him. yeah he he's not he's there but he's not there um jay's hunt bob bob was a a bigger character in the in any movie he played than this guy is yeah i'd have to disagree at least in clerks the first clerks okay yes I mean, he's they, pretty they much both just there have, they both have no lines mm-hmm. outside of that He's there, and Jay is usually the one talking, but it's the two of them. That would be interesting, though, if he became, like, a sidekick. I I, I don't see it happening. I think it would be way too goofy <laughs> for, for this. It would be way too much. No, I'm, I was I was. It would be way too Imagine just seeing something. this gold streak coming over one of the roofs to save <laughs> Steve. <laughs> In the end, he's the guy who saves him. I think I, I, I do I do see where you're coming from though. I do think like at the end of this thing, he's like gonna just like break character and say something incredibly insightful. Like that right. would be like that would be the joke. Like that's the punchline, right? Right. So you know, it, it's it's almost a, it's almost a missed opportunity if they don't do it. No, I but, I agree with I mean, that. Just because he literally knows everything. Like he's telling him everything that we just witnessed, and we're like, that's a lot of weird stuff to be telling some random dude. And something has to come from this. If nothing comes from it, it's a huge missed opportunity. Or so. it could be like what you said before, like he's going to the cops, like, hey, listen, crazy guy over here. You might want right. to do something. <laughs> right. Yeah. So something's going to happen with all this info. That's that's what I think. Anyway, so I think when we were talking about the, in the last episode, we mentioned, you know, he gets he finds this phone and a key. And I, I remember looking at it saying it's either like a car or a storage locker or something. And sure enough, here we are, storage locker. You know, whatever that whatever that thing was. I thought it was like a, an Uber sim- symbol or something on there before, like a big U. But I guess it's just a storage place. So he goes over, checks it out, and doesn't know what number, doesn't know who it's under. The guy's like, oh, I know you. Never forget a face. That's probably going to come into play as well. Never yeah. forget a face. Just the way the way the guy says it. It's such a cliched line that it's not needed unless it goes somewhere. So number 43 goes in there and you find out that basically Mark Spector pretty much lives in this locker. He's got a cot set up and all of his stuff. He's got a duffel bag full of money, guns, a passport and the scarab. Ah, so, so that leads me to my question, though, is why is Mark living in a storage unit and Steven living in an apartment if Mark is the main personality? Well, just because Mark doesn't live over there, that's just his temporary place. Doesn't seem temporary. Doesn't seem well, temporary. Well, I, th- I think, but I think the reason is, as as you mentioned later on, um, Stephen has had the body more, so he's more in control during like day hours for se- per se. So he's 
he's been there living an actual life all that time as Steven. So he has an actual place. Whereas Mark pretty much just gets out of there, does his thing. And if he needs to go back to a home base, it's, it's the, you know, the storage place, which is open, you know, all hours of the night or whatever. No, still doesn't answer if Mark is the primary personality. Mm-hmm. Why is everything under Steven's name? Well, because when did that start? And well, that's yeah. So that's when you're when you're dealing when you're dealing with the and I'm I really appreciate that the show is doing something like this. When you when you have somebody who's who's suffering from DID, it's rare for the main to have control twenty four seven or or for the most part. Usually, it's it's an altar that's protecting the actual person. Right. And, and usually you have a primary altar that's like in control the majority of the time. So if that's the case, then, <clears throat> then Mark would be the protector. He would be the altar. No, Steven's the altar who's protecting Mark from something. Doesn't so if so, Mark, okay, so when Mark was a child, he goes through some type of traumatic event and he, you know, develops DID and he has an altar named Steven who's there specifically to protect Mark. Steven would have control over the body more than Mark. I'm th- I'm like that's a, that's a thing that a lot of DID patients describe. It's interesting, but I, I can't see how Steven can protect anything. Oh no, no. <laughs> so but that's why I'm we're not talking about that... like I'm not talking about like physically. I'm talking about like from a from a mental from a mental state. Right. It protects him from having it, to deal with yes. this, that, and everything else. Yes. Yeah. Um. It would help if we knew if what that some, was. If, the, if there's some type of traumatic experience that happened when somebody was young, generally they build up a protector type character yes. that is actually ready to fight, like physically be ready to kind of battle against, you it's know, the more type of, of things that are coming thing. up. It's more of a mental <clears throat> thing or, or more, more of a mental thing, like not, not so much fight physically, but more like, no, I'm here to take the punishment so that you don't have to. Right. That doesn't that. have to. That doesn't necessarily but, have to be something physical. That can be mental. No, I know that. But is it though? Even but every so, time, you can still be strong, strong mentally, and stand your ground. You know, without having know. to be physical. I don't know because if that's the case, Mark brings him to the Alps, and Stephen wakes up with a dislocated jaw. Mark sets up a date. Stephen goes to this canceled date that Mark stood the girl up with. <laughs> Um, I don't see Steven really protecting anything. He's really just getting the, he's taking the, the short end of the, he's taking him out. So I'm, that's why I'm he's really, th- that's why I'm saying that it's a mental thing because Steven's the one who's taking the punishment. If you pay, if you pay attention, if you go back and you watch his past two episodes, who's the one who's taking the brunt of the punishment that's going on? Is it Mark or Steven? And it's Steven. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm wondering though, it's, it's him because he's finally exposed you know, to all this stuff. I- I'm wondering if they're really going to kind of just like shift things around and make Mark the altar. It's a possibility. We don't really know what they're That's doing because they can change process, anything. To be honest. But I mean, it would make a little bit more sense because yes, he's more established. You know, he has a home. He lives in this place. Um, whereas Mark is kind of like hopping around living in storage containers. But um, we don't really know. My original thought was that Mark was like some American dude and after he went through some crazy stuff in the middle of, you know, whatever war, um, he ended up, you know, going through something and then just switching. And then he just took on this character of Steven. You Watch know? it be some rando that we have never even heard of yet. Like the fourth episode and then this other personality pops up. I'm the original. Ah, uh, well, that I mean, be... we the original. You mean like another like, personality? No, like he, There's another the... altar. Yeah. 
No, that I fully Mark expect and Stephen I... would Mark and Stephen would be the alters, and there would be the 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 main personality, the original personality would pop up four or five episodes in and be like, "This Maybe. is who I really am." Right. That That's would throw a... it for. I think that the makes original personality is Mark. The original personality is Mark, and there are alters, and and you know Stephen is just one of them. We I fully expect there to be another one, but yeah, yeah, I, it's. When when they take take a comic book story and then they make it into something live action like this, you never really know what they're going to stick with. And, you know, they really could go different ways with it. And I think that's what they left up um, here. But they did explain at one point that the longer somebody's in control, the harder it is to get them to let go of it. Yeah. And so Steven has had control for quite some time, um, for the most part. Uh, so that's why we're kind of stuck here. But anyway. Yeah, it's... We're only in episode two out of six, which, hey, I mean, that's, we're getting there. We're third of the way through, but sure. we're going to see. Is it um, actually six episodes? Six mm-hmm. episodes. Do we, confer- do we confirm yeah. that? Yes, six we Six episodes. Mm-hmm. So, goldfish problem, summon the suit. That's what we're at now. So, um, basically, yeah. So, he, he finds a scarab in the bag, and it's, it starts hovering. Okay, it's a compass of some sort. What's it leading him to? Ah. It's pretty obvious, I think, because why else would, you know, Harrow there be after it? But we get this, we get more conversation between Mark and Steven speaking through reflections. And this time it's just like the wall of the storage container. Um, Again, he keeps saying, I can save us, but you have to stop interfering. You can't do it again. Just go over there, take a nap. And then he's like, no, dude, I'm never taking a nap again. Like, what's going on here? And he explains to him, I serve Khonshu. I'm his avatar. The goal is to protect the vulnerable and conscious justice and, you know, and, and basically put out conscious justice to those who hurt him. Okay. Um, so so here's Steven... my question. Haro is Ethan Hawke's character. It's, it, mm-hmm. He's serving, what, what's, the, what's the, the god's name? Abbott, whatever it's called. Eric. Amit. 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 Yeah. If, if he's serving, if he's the avatar for Amit, how does he not know where she is? I don't know. Like, I mean, Stephen and Mark can see Conchu, mm-hmm. and they talk well, with them. Yeah, but she's imprisoned and he's not. That was the whole thing: is that she's imprisoned because they all disagreed with her, all the other gods but or whatever. No one knows where that prison is. No, well, I mean, it's it's probably a hidden prison. It's not just like here you go. It's that's why they have to find it. They've been looking for it for a long time. So she's probably been whispering things into him and, and giving him powers throughout and whatnot. Um, he didn't necessarily say he was her avatar, but it just seems like he's a pretty, um, he's, he's connected to her in some way by having this little staff and, you know, the scales on his arm. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah. not, he hasn't said directly what he does. It just so says that he serves Amit. He didn't say that he was the avatar. So the only it, avatar, only time he said he was an avatar for anybody was he was an avatar for Khonshu at one point. The only thing, and I know this is a really bad comparison, but the only thing I can really compare this to is like Pirates of the Caribbean and how like mm. the seven pieces of eight like imprisoned yeah. Calypso. <laughs> like that's that's yeah. kind of what I'm thinking. And nobody knew who Calypso was yeah, except exactly. like one person I know. Exactly. Like, I no one knew who Calypso was and it was just like she was a spirit that was imprisoned in this body and they like got the seven pieces of eight and they released her. 
Like that. Yeah, by, by getting of... the wooden eyeball dude just basically says, <laughs> you know, to, to, you know, say something in a love, like a, a way that a, a husband yeah. would say to a wife. I'm like, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. I don't even understand. Oh, what I, this guy it's is. a ridiculous concept. Like the whole plot of, of, of <laughs> well, the, the they, way they that they do in. this in that movie. They brought, is... they brought in this red shirt character that they keep bringing back, and they're like, here you go. <laughs> Let's just have him have this one part. And everyone's like, what? Like, nothing led up to that. Like, this guy. He's just comic relief. He was the comic but- relief, and he's <laughs> in a loving manner. I have released yeah, you from okay. your human bonds, or something like that. <laughs> yes. I don't know, but that's kind of what I'm thinking. Like you oh, have, man. so the, the, and the way that I'm thinking of is like you have, so you have this Conchu character, and then and then like Amit is is that its name, whatever, and they're yeah. all there's like a council of like deities that are all like this person or this thing is not doing what they're supposed to be doing, and they are now imprisoned. And the scarab clearly has something to do with that. So, mm-hmm. like the ca- the scarab is the key, or like one piece oh, so of the key. It's a key that opens up the prison cell. Yeah, something like that. I don't it's know the idea. I don't know. Watch it be in plain sight somewhere ridiculous. Watch it be. Oh in, yeah. I mean, I'm jumping ahead. One of the pyramids. We, yeah, exactly, because they they end this episode in Cairo. So like, watch it be at the bottom of one of these pyramids. Yeah. In plain probably. sight. Yeah. Most likely. Yep. Most likely. And, you know, they go to look for it, and it was super easy. <laughs> Barely oh, an inconvenience. Barely. It's right so, there. <laughs> anyway. It must have been really um, difficult. After, after Stephen hears some of this stuff, you know, he's still not buying. He goes, oh, I eat one piece of steak, and I go completely bonkers. Mm. You know, just like, okay, so here we are. Um, you find out that the deal with Khonshu is basically contingent on Stephen not interfering. That was the whole deal that Mark made with Conchu that he says, no, 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 give me this power and I won't let Steven interfere. I'll be your, your fighter. That's pretty much what this whole thing comes down to. Steven's not having it runs out into the hall. We get this weird, you know, light shot, which is always pretty cool when they do that, the flash of lights and then it's there, then it's not there. One thing I didn't understand was the freeze frame at the end of it. Yeah. And, and I, I watched it three times. That was the weird. first time I watched it. I'm like, why did they feel the need to add a freeze frame there? It just, it didn't fit. It seemed like it was going to go into, and that was the last time that I ate bad seafood or something. Like, (laughs) no, it just, it was very, very off-putting for me. It didn't seem to fit, didn't make any sense. And then he runs outside, falls on his face, and there's Layla on the bike. His wife, we find out. There's one way, there's one thing that I thought of that kind of explains why they did the freeze frame. I have a feeling like it's going to be a meme. Just, they, just saved, they, 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 they saved the trouble of actually, like, pausing and taking a <laughs> screenshot and said, just here you go. And we're if you're eventually, looking for a meme, here you uh, go. Eventually, <laughs> we're going to start seeing a pop-up on Facebook and Twitter, and it's just going to be, like, you know, the, the, the whole gambit of, of whatever subtitles you want to throw in that thing. Like, that's kind of... I, yeah. I don't know. I don't mm. know. There's no other way. There's no other way I can explain it. It's so oh, odd. I love the line as she yells at him because he doesn't know how to like ride on a motorcycle. And she's like, stop clasping my sh- my shoulder like that. Feels like I'm riding with the Victorian Duchess. <laughs> so, like, okay. So he holds on to her and basically begs her to bring him back to his flat. Um, she's still very confused. Like, what are you talking about? Stop being dumb. I know you're undercover, but stop playing undercover with me. Like what's going on here? Blah, blah, blah. They get into his apartment. You know, he starts quoting some some poetry in French 
which is from her favorite poet. He's like, oh, that's my favorite poet. She goes, no, she's mine. Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Okay. Learning French and hieroglyphics. You find out that the whole point here was they were actually in the process of getting divorced. Okay. Um, he's like, I don't want to divorce you. Like, he's getting super involved in this whole situation. And at this point, like, I understand your confusion and whatnot. I'm just like, just take a nap and let let him take over at this point. Like, you're really just getting yourself <laughs> way too deep. Just like, shush, move on. Shush. And then he's like, ah, quick, I gotta show you these things. I gotta show you all this stuff that's in, in this bag. Don't show her what's in the bag. You're gonna get her killed. I'm trying to figure out what type of accent she has because she's ripping on him for having a British accent. Yet it sounds like she's trying to have an American accent, but doesn't. So... I was like, is that part of what's going on here? They're going to say she's from somewhere else, and that's why? Like, she's, like, part, like, she's, like, Irish or something? Um, the actress herself, born in 86, uh, make, uh, Calumway? Calumawi? Calumawi? No, come on. <laughs> Ma- May Calumawi. May Calumawi? It's got to be pronounced differently. Sure. Because Calumawi is too close to Calamari and not, it just sounds like somebody has a speech impediment. Um, so... Born, uh, was it uh, Bahraini-born Egyptian-Palestinian actress? That's who she is. Okay. So, that's cool. They got somebody who was Egyptian to come in here and you know, play be a movie about Egypt. Yeah, but <laughs> um, that's what they got. That's how they're doing it. But she was like ripping on his accent. Yet she kind of has an accent too, like that. So I was just, eh, whatever. Well, she's, she's ripping, ripping on, on his because accent because he's. Because Mark because he never sounds like one. that. No, because Mark right. doesn't have an accent. Right, but she's saying like that stupid accent, and I'm thinking, I'm like, it's pretty close to what you got going on too. Right, but, but she's saying it's a stupid accent because Mark does not have one, so she I thinks know. that he's just playing along, going, "I got this weird accent." When really, mm-hmm. it, it's that's how Stephen speaks. That's not how Mark speaks. I actually right. doesn't like, know Stephen yet. No, no, I actually like this because it 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 it, it proves two things. It proves that one. This woman, who was married to Mark, has never met Stephen. And two, whatever deal was made with this Konshu character, like, reinvigorated, like, Mark's alters to, like, come flood him back. Something went terribly wrong with, with right. this deal that right. Mark made. So Absolutely. I, I, think that's, I think that's pretty clear. And that's why mm-hmm. I, I love this scene for that reason and that reason alone. We get knocks at the door and the detectives are there. They come in, they start searching his place, Layla hides on the roof. They're looking for stolen property. Basically, we understand that they're looking for the scarab. They found his fake passport, and they're like, oh, you're a thief, and you're a liar, and you got fake passports, so we're taking you. Um, They start explaining who he is, Mark Spector. He's a mercenary. Apparently, he's killed a bunch of people. He executed some archaeologists, you know, just like zip ties and straight-up execution. Okay, all right. And, um, yeah, as they're driving down this alley... He's like, I thought we were going to the police station. <laughs> Why would you think that? Okay, that's a little creepy. So he starts having this back and forth argument with Mark, you know, looking in the reflection. He's like, I'm never giving you control again. Do you hear me? And all we get back is Arthur Harrow, who's on a walkie talkie. I hear you loud and clear, Stephen Grant of the gift shop. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's so creepy and weird in this movie or in the show. Um, but. Now we start to get this big exposition drop from um, from Arthur Harrow's side. And it, it's interesting because 
the way they've been doing a lot of movies, you know, where there's a good guy, a bad guy, whatever. I mean, most have some type of antagonist, protagonist thing going on. But like this, they're always trying to get the the bad guy, you know, quote unquote, to explain, you know, here's what your guy, the, the side you're, you're backing is doing. And here's what we do. Can't you see the good in this? Can't you see the good in what we're doing here? And it's like, yeah, there's some valid points here, but your means is ridiculous, you know? Like, this would be great, but you're killing people to do it. So they have this whole thing where he's basically like, no wonder your scales don't balance. you got Mark Spector, Stephen Grant, Conchu, you know, all basically in your head right now, just messing with you. And Conchu pops up out of nowhere and just starts saying, he's like, kill him. Come on, break his windpipe <laughs> to Stephen. And, you know, Arthur immediately knows. And he's like, oh, is that Conchu? Is he talking to you right now? You know, you don't have to listen to him, right? So he's like, listen, before you get excited and break out the cape and everything, I'd like to take an opportunity to show you around and just explain, you know, his his commune of all these people who are living in bliss because of all the people that they killed, you know, in order to avoid, you know, some crime or whatever they're going to commit in the future. So, I mean, it's pretty spot on. Nothing minority really report. to touch upon there. Yeah, huh? 100%. Yeah, just, it's a minority, minority report. report. It's the same idea. You know, let's just take care of all this stuff. But as we saw in Minority Report, you can set people up. So, I mean, that was a whole different situation. But here, it's just, there's a valid point. You know, there's the no fate but what we make idea, you know, that we've always looked at with Terminators. Like, you can change the future. Well, can you? To a point, you can change some details, but ultimately there is a fate that everybody falls into. That is the theory in this type of, you know, focus of a, of a concept. So, I mean, what, what are your thoughts on this whole thing here? Like what they're getting at? About, about judging people before they commit a crime? Yeah. I mean, it, just in comparison to other things we've seen, they kind of focus on that. I think Steven's whole argument and the next part is perfect. Super valid. Yeah. Well, everybody in this commune, I mean, they're all just like, I love how they're all living peacefully. They're growing food out in the, in the alleyways and they're watching dolphin videos and just like, hey, all carrying around AK-47s and machine yeah. guns. And yeah. Yeah. At the same shotguns time. Shotguns. Like, okay. <laughs> not, um, not, not, not a cult at all. Not no, a cult we're at all. peaceful. <laughs> <laughs> so he starts ripping. So don't yeah, drink Arthur, the Kool-Aid. Arthur, Arthur Hatter starts ripping on, on Conchu. He's like, yeah, he's just a two-year-old with a temper tantrum. Oh, what's he saying now? I am real justice. He's like, how do you know what he's saying? Can you hear? He's like, no. But he explains that he was uh, Conchu's former avatar. I think that really adds a lot to his character now. Who's? You know, be- to Arthur Harrow. I mean, so we see this character. We see how he is. But now the fact that he's he's been on both sides of the fence here makes me really appreciate what they're doing here because it's not just like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know who he is. I know how he is. It's like, no, he really does know how he is, but he was completely swayed over to the other side. It's like, you know, a Jedi their whole lives, and then suddenly they get swayed to the dark side. It's like, yeah, I understand both sides of the coin here, you know, although he's clearly clouded by everything that Amit's been putting into his head all this time, but he still, he has knowledge of what it's like to, to walk in the, others, in the protagonist's shoes. That's a good thing to have here that's really going to add to the character. And it's what makes him such a good villain here because he has knowledge, you know, knowing how Khonshu works from the inside. Hmm. So that's just right. what I was thinking about it. Because at first I was kind of like, what's up with this guy? He's just like this 
you know, middleman between the, the real bad guy and, you know, our protagonist here. But no, he's he is, but he's pretty involved a lot more than we thought. I don't know if I'm comfortable calling him a villain. Well, that's the thing. He's caught in the middle of it. He's right kind now. of in this gray area mm. where I'm not co- where it, I don't know. It's I a dark gray. It's I a very dark gray. I, I mean, if, if you were to, either, if you were to rate this between like you know white to black, like where exactly where would his character be? Okay, well, if you're gonna put it like that, I, I, he's I, on the dark side. He is. I think. I think that Ethan Hawke is the villain because he used to be the Avatar for Conchu. He knows exactly who Moon Knight is for the most part. Steven, mm-hmm. Mark, he knows what his role is. He's choosing to be on the side of. Amit, whatever the yeah, whatever her name is, mm-hmm. he knows what's going on. He's choosing it. Um, he is obviously the leader of this cult that is going on. Um, mm-hmm. Even though is the, there a fight going on? <laughs> <laughs> no, I I have I have children. <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like there's a full on brawl. I heard a big bang. Right? Yeah, it sounds it's like there's right. a the, full on the, brawl. There going were, uh, on p- there there were like full on piano recitals going on above my head, and then I don't know some whistle, and now it sounds like they're body slamming each other above me. But that's just <laughs> like that's some, just the story of my life. Like so somebody continue, went through a please. table. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. We're getting rid of that table anyway. <laughs> um, I think that Ethan Hawke's character is the is the villain. He's knowingly choose because here's the thing: we're not going to know who Amit, whatever the. Amit, yeah. Amit. We're not going to see that person for a few episodes at least, closer to the end. So, I don't think that's going to be the case. So, Correct the mundo. I don't know, man. I... I, The reason why I don't... I have a really hard time calling him a villain is the same reason why, like... You look at... How can I... Are you going to say it? I'm trying... Go, Go ahead. What? Yeah, I know you're gonna, you, you know you've been holding on to it for a while. Go ahead. I have no idea what you're talking about. No, go ahead. You, look at what? Look at who? I was just gonna say you have, like, you look at a lot of movies, and you look you look at a lot of movies, or you look at a lot of television shows where you have like cops or like a dynamic like that where you have like the old wise veteran who's like, I wish I could have done something to prevent A, B, and C, and it's really difficult to disagree with them like when they've been around for like 30 or 40 years doing the same job and they've seen a whole bunch of stuff i kind of put harrow in the same as that because he probably was with Conchu for any number of years and no matter what they did bad things kept happening and now he has an opportunity to stop bad things from happening before they even happen so it's really difficult for me to say is he the villain or is he just jaded like let's go straight up let's go straight up cliche with that with that um track that you're on right there and just say that while Ethan Hawke's character, while Arthur Harrow was um, serving Conchu, something happened to somebody that he cared about because something was done afterwards, and he is mad that they couldn't have justice before, and that's why he's on Amit's side, because if um, the thing was taken care of before his loved one or something... That would be really cliche if that happened. That's what I'm saying. It's cliche, but, I mean, that's... When has Marvel not been cliche, though? I know. I know. Well, I mean, let's let's go back. Let's go back to Ivan Vanko. These men killed my father, and now or took my father's idea, and now I'm going to come back and take everything from him, <laughs> and I want my bird. <laughs> so you just I mean, it was just, bird. I just want my bird. That is not my bird. 
Uh, <laughs> so, I think he's drone, the bad guy. <laughs> okay. Drone is bitter. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, he's a bad guy, but why? What's what's his motivation? I think is the question. Why well, did that's... he why did he switch? And I think that's what's going to come out because we've seen it many many times where the the antagonist has some kind of reasoning for it that we find out at the end, you know, of the whole story. Here's why he did it and there might be some type of like saving him and then he'll die. <laughs> you know, like there's some, some some type of redemption that happens and then he sacrifices himself. Okay, let, let's go cliché here cuz I mean, at this point in the past 15 years that is the most cliche the thing that ever happens where the bad guy turns good and then sacrifices himself one way or another. And it's like, ah, oh, I mean, look at Yondu, you know, that was sad. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. That they brought him in. He's on the good side. We're like, ah, oh, perfect. And then no, we're just going to kill him off. Yeah, sure. Here, g- give him the oxygen mask. Okay. Anyway, back to this. So the whole thing he gets into, um, Arthur Harrow here is still going off saying, you know, that um, the retribution just comes way too late and people have already suffered, whereas Amit like tears up evil from the root, you know, and it says says that she lights the path of good by eradicating the choice of evil. Now, that's that's pretty powerful. Okay, so basically, let's just eliminate the option for people to be evil and then everything's good, right? Yeah. Yep. You know, let's let's just put everybody on these pills, you know, that you get from a building called Equilibrium and just make sure people don't have emotions. <laughs> you know, and if you don't take your pills, your creepy son will tell you you need to take your pills. I'm going to dr- I already called Equilibrium for you. So it- and then horrible CG flames. Okay. So, um stop it. <laughs> No. <laughs> you know I enjoy that movie. <laughs> yeah. So um the whole point is that they need the scarab in order to find and release Amit. Okay. And he's like, if we did this, if we got her back here and got rid of all this evil stuff, we would be heaven on earth. Don't you want to live that type of life? Like, oh. don't you want to be a part of that? You know? Um and then he gets into the whole thing. And again, because he knows who Conchu is and what he does, he's like, oh, yeah. So, so he's like, can I talk to Mark? And, you know, can, can I talk to Mark now as if, you know, Steven's ready to let go? But he's talking through the reflection there. He's like, did Conchu promise you that this is his la- your last mission? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what he one does. More. There's always one more. There's always he's one always going to keep on doing something else. And then you get Steven who comes back. And I love how Steven, again, th- the more that this, this goes, Steven starts getting more and more of a backbone. And just like, cause he would just, he would just cower if this was like a few days ago, he would cower and just be like, oh yeah, yeah, whatever you say, just go along with everything Harrow says. But I like that he comes back and he goes, well, a thought can't be evil, can it? He's like, you know, kill a child, you know, for something they might do in 30 years. You know, that's, that's pretty evil. I would say just killing children. What if they change their mind? What if it's just a thought? I thought about killing my boss plenty of times. I wouldn't actually do it is what he said. Um, but you know, Harrow comes back with, well, sometimes the cure is a taste of the disease. The, dif- the difference between medicine and poison is the dosage. A diseased limb. He starts talking about diseased limbs. Like, amputation's important. You, you got to cut off the—it's like pruning, you know? You got to cut off the dead stuff so the rest of it can thrive, is basically what he's getting at. It's like, yeah, you got to crack a few eggs to make an omelet. Sure. 
like just more and more metaphors for, um, you know, why this makes sense. It's for the greater good. It's all for the larger health, as he calls it. So I, I love how <laughs> Stephen turns around and looks at everybody. He's like, wait, so you, you're all into that, huh? Like killing children and stuff. That's like your thing. <laughs> OK. Um, and then right after that, you know, like, where's the scarab? Layla shows up and she's like, quick, summon the suit. Let's get the scarab out of here. And he's like, summon the soup? <laughs> summon the soup. Um, between this and the Avatar comment from the first episode, I, I love Stephen and his, like, um, like forced naivety. Um, sure. I <laughs> summon the soup? Are you saying summon the soup? <laughs> anyway. Uh, he's got the cane that's got some magic power in it. Maze, maze, maze. And out comes another jackal. Got it. They're running around. They're hiding in this evil magician's man cave, as he puts it. Um, again, you know, Mark's like, dude, let me in. Let me take care of this, Steven. And he's like, nope. Pushes back. Doesn't let him come in. There's a couple of times we see him, like, almost make his way through. But Steven pushes him back, you know, and says, you can't, you can't take over. Then we get back from um, from Layla. She actually, for a moment, just says, "I, you can do this. I promise." Stephen calls him. Stephen gives him the power to do it. And then Jackal comes in, out the window, suit, suit, and in comes Mister Knight, kind which is of basically Moon Knight, light in a suit. It's Moon, Moon Knight, Knight light. light. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this now. I know. So last week, and, and even in this episode, you've mentioned that they're going to find some way to coexist. Yeah. I, I hate that idea, because Steven as Moon Knight does not work at all. Nope. Well, It's I, so um, stupid. I, this I whole like thing, it. I know you do. I know you <laughs> like it, because you like Goofy. I no. hate this. <laughs> this is so stupid. Stupid! Like no, the whole is, thing is... with him in the suit being a complete goof, not knowing <laughs> what he's doing at all on the street, trying to fight this thing and just getting owned is, is the amazing. dumbest thing in the world. It is. It so, is hilarious. It is. That's. But that's not. That's. I think it's. I think it's great. Float like a butterfly, sing like a bee. My name's Steven with the V. <laughs> Come on. It was it was, it was amazing. And it then he punches dumb. it and he surprised he can punch. Listen, they they avoided they avoided a um an origin story, but they're giving us like a mini origin story within this story. They're giving us an origin story from for Steven. I don't want an yes. origin story for Steven. I want an origin story from Mark because he's the more interesting character. Which we're going to eventually get more into. I don't know. So Steven, we are. Is, is, this this Steven character, you know, being in control. Ugh. <laughs> ugh. Uh, maybe it's just the Brit in me that if just he, wants to see Steven do, have some more parts. If you want to do, like, if you want to do a duality storyline here and you want to have them working together, there are other things that Steven can do that is right. not put on the suit and embarrass yourself. I yep. know. For I'm the sake of for the gonna... sake of for the sake of us laughing. I I think I that's that's mm. I don't know. I don't know. Have him be, you know what? Have him be like you wanted the detective or have him be the character that does research. Have him be the character that's able to 
get in and out of other places or or work in a shop and like just be the eyes of of something and then mark should be the one doing all of the fighting and all of the heavy lifting like that's yeah i think should that's be the way that this thing should it. go that's Not- what i think is going to come out of it but the point here was that he was able to put the suit on that protected him from the fall and was able to give a good punch to that jackal you well, know like and, a butterfly and sting like a bee steven with a v it was it was cringe. it was amazing it was yeah, so it. cringe i loved it i know i know you did but basically, and that's what I said when I was watching this. I'm like, Lee is hysterically <laughs> laughing at this, and he loves it. <laughs> yep. I uh, still with I us, know. Chuck. I'm still with you. How's the Samsung holding up? <laughs> I'm gonna call you out whenever you're on your phone for a 45 minute time frame on a video podcast. <laughs> well, hey, sometimes I got work stuff. It's just anyway. you'll hear when you when I close my phone. <laughs> So, um, he's out there fighting around again. Um, Mark's like, dude, give me control. Just like the entire time. This, this whole episode has been Mark basically yelling for control the entire time. Um, then you see these two old, these two older women who see him like out in the street fighting this invisible thing. And she goes, Oh, do you reckon he's having a seizure? <laughs> nah, he's just a fancy drunk. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. 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 <laughs> So I thought it was interesting. You know, he looks up and the reflection in the window of a bus and he's like, Stephen, that was a good punch. But look around. Somebody's going to get hurt if you don't let me take control. So it's like, fine. Looks up, gives him control. He goes ahead and moon nights up and then up to the rooftops to basically lure the jackal away. Jumps off here, goes over here, ends up. J- tricking the thing, jumping it, jumping on it, pulling it down, and it lands on a tiny steeple and gets impaled and then turns to dust. Okay. Well, he impales it on the steeple. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Doesn't just fall on it. He carries well, it he down impale, there. Yeah. Yeah. Throws they're, they're it onto it. Falling. But I mean, you see his symbol on his style. chest. He, did, he pulled a Batman, and he his the half yes. moons are. Yeah. Hmm. That was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This was yeah, cool. They're all, they're all this, stealing the, the, each other's the, the ideas. The whole thing on the rooftop and running around and getting this jackal to follow him and then impaling it, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. You have to imagine how fast he was running, too, because they made him running wicked fast. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But this character, I like. Yes. This character, so. I like. Mark, uh, I love. I love this character. <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah, the other character, it was just a dumbed-down version of Deadpool. I didn't like it. Like mm. they tried to make him funny like Deadpool, and he wasn't as funny as Deadpool. Well, um, not supposed to be funny like Deadpool. It's just it's a it's a uh, a little timid dude who suddenly gets a little bit of strength. And again, I'm not saying it's going to be fifty fifty, you know. But there's going to be there's going to be more of this duality between the two of them, and they're going to get to a point where they need to find out how to work together. Okay, here's your cha- here time to do this. Here's your time to do that. What Steven brings but, to the table that Mark can't bring, I have no idea what it is. I gotta, I gotta go back relief. to what Will said though. Is you know, let, let him be the eyes and ears out in the everyday, and then when yeah, it's why time can't to Mark do, do this, that? why can't Mark do that? Just because he's because it doesn't, okay. it wouldn't fit. That doesn't fit for Mark to I, be the eyes and ears, and for Steven to put on the suit does not. Yeah, no, fit. I, I get that, but the thing is, I think I think the fact that they both have these powers where they can conjure up suits and things like that is going to be beneficial to both sides whether it's for fighting or for whatever disguising i don't know i think it's gonna it's gonna play a part where they're both going to be able to summon these powers but 
you know, everybody's going to have their place and their role to play. I just like anything see else. Steven summon powers again. <laughs> I'd be oh, he fine. will. Oh, he I'd absolutely will. I never want to see Steven summon powers again. I don't think, I don't, I just, I don't think it fits. It's like a total And if he shift. starts wearing, go ahead. And if he's wearing that suit and all of a sudden you hear, Later's Gators, I'm going to throw up. Like, no, no. <laughs> like him. Gators. Okay. So if, if, okay. So this show, there's, there's two different tones to, to what this show is doing. There is Steven who is very much the comedic relief and mm-hmm. he's bumbling and fumbling all around, falling backwards into these situations and whatever he has to try to find his way out of it. Like everything that happened with him, you know, getting, getting arrested. And then, you know, the conversation that he has with, with Harrow, that's all fine. The suit and the fighting is off. It didn't fit the tone of this episode at right. all. It was just like, okay, now it's time to go to Funny Town. Like, well, so eh. here's here's what we have to remember. We're watching we're watching a TV show, and generally, what's happened in these shows is we see all of this like. Let's explain what's going on. Let's give you a little bit of this side and that side. And then as the show progresses, we see some type of evolution of the character, you know, one way or another. And we start to we get a better idea of what the main point is going to be, what this all is going to lead up to. So, again, we're only two episodes into it. So I think that what they're doing here is they're not going to keep on carrying on this whole flight, you know, you know, my name's Stephen with a V stuff. They're not going to carry that on forever. I think it was just a matter of like, here's a taste of how things are. And we're going to see the characters both start to to shift a little bit and, and kind of become, you know, closer to each other in a way, you know, where Stephen's going to kind of, you know, straighten up a little bit. And and Mark is going to learn how to see things in a different light as well. You know, that's that's it's character growth 101. You know, and I think that's what they're going to try to focus on here is these characters going to learn how to maybe, maybe not coexist so much. But um, I don't know. Something's going to happen. But again, we're two episodes in. It's hard to really say where they're going to go with it. I don't think they're going to stick to straight up comedy. It's just that's what this episode was focusing on doing. So the next episode, I think now that we already have this, we've got the cats out of the bag. He knows that he's got another personality he's fighting with. You know, and he's also got this, you know, Khonshu character and we know who the bad guy is and what he's got for powers. Okay, so now what do we do now? What's the goal? You know, we're going to start to see things start to shift to the actual plot. Another thing that I want to bring up about this episode is I feel really bad for Mark because he's the one with the life that's being ripped away from him. He's the one who had the wife. He's the one who was going with all the, on all these adventures with his wife. And now all of a sudden he has to deal with not only Conchu, but he has to deal with the Steven character that's taking over. I, that's, that's, I, Mark was all, Mark was dead basically. And Conchu saved him anyway. So it's not like he lost his, his loot. He lost his life or what? I mean, he, he did. He lost his life. So the fact that he has any life after this is, is kind of the other side of it. I don't know. I don't know. I think they're doing a lot of build up for a six episode season. Yeah. Yeah. They could have shortened last week's episode by, or they kept it the same, <laughs> taken out quite a bit of it, and just added in a little bit of this and then added more Moon Knight in this episode. Yeah. Because I, I think... want to actually, because here's the thing we've watched what? Two hours now of an episode of a show called Moon Knight, and we've seen 15 minutes of Moon Knight. Right. Now we can see more because they've already given us the characters. It's it's a build. Yeah, but they're building. I, I don't. I, I, yeah, but we I only have it's, six it's a, episodes. It's, it's not like it was back in the '90s when you had 24 <laughs> or 30 episodes in a <laughs> season. True. We have six. 
This right? is true. I know. We have six. I know, so, but it's it's still it's still how the story goes, and it's it's what they're gonna do. I'm not surprised that they're doing it the way they did because, I mean, then again, when we were watching, uh, what what show was it we were watching? Was it was it Loki? We're like, how are they gonna wrap this up? I don't see how they're gonna wrap this up. And they're like, oh, another season. God. True, but the biggest you know, thing though with Loki, Hawkeye, Falcon, Winter Soldier, WandaVision is we had 12 years of character buildup before they brought these TV shows into play. It's we. Right. It's not just that. It's the fact that with all of those television shows, you got to see the main character be the predominant character, not the comic relief. Right. Like in, when you watch Loki, you watched Loki being Loki. You did not watch Loki being a comedian for however many episodes that was. You did not. I mean, even in Falcon Winter Soldier, there was an action-based television show where you got to see the two of them go out on missions, not dealing with side plots like it's i right. I don't know it's if they continue down this path they're gonna they're gonna lose me uh i mean i'll, I'll watch the rest of the, the rest of the season but they'll the it, if, if i'm watching a tv show called like for example there was a movie back in the day called the prisoner and on the cover of this movie it said featuring jackie Chan. so i got this movie being like this is gonna be a great <laughs> I, i'm a huge jackie fan fan um, Jackie Chan fan and like I'll watch this and I watched the movie he was in it for five minutes mm-hmm. it's like how can you call this a Jackie film a Jackie Chan film when he's in it for five minutes well because is- they wanted that's because they wanted to make the movie well, they wanted to I- sell the movie and they needed his name <laughs> yes like I, I understand that I don't know mm-hmm. I don't know I'm I, I look I, I like the show like through and through I'm in, I'm enjoying the show it's just yeah. When he threw when yeah. he when, when Steven became Moon or Moon Knight Light, Mr. Uh, Mr. Yeah, Knight. Yeah. I was thinking that when he turns the suit on, he would turn into Moon Knight Asmark. Uh, like that, I'm no. gonna give control over. That would have been more now. interesting. Like you're falling. Okay, save my life. Like save me. Take Help. over. <laughs> Take over. I'm falling to I'm falling and I'm going to die. Like that would have yeah. been cooler. That would have been too five minutes been too of obvious. Him. That would have been too obvious. But this okay. whole five minutes of him throwing this, you know, <laughs> temper tantrum in a goofy way is basically what happened. And, I mean, oh. he falls and hits the ground. And he's just laying there for a little bit. And then he gets up. And you're like, okay. Yeah, so turning into Moon Knight, Light saved his life, but he and can't here's do the thing. anything. Here's something else that I'll bring up. It would also make more sense for the story... For Steven to be eyes and ears, they're in Cairo. We already established that Steven has a lot of knowledge of like ancient Egypt and 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 that kind of mythology. It would make way more sense for Steven to be the brain on the ground moving forward. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think the reason why they could do that is because if you get the two different personalities, one could be awake during the day, one could be you know, awake during the night. I get that, gonna but if you're going to do the personalities, don't give Steven the suit. Uh-huh. Okay. Is what we're saying. Well, we get did. the two personality so part. Get I'm okay it. with the two personality part. It's don't give him the powers. It's dumb. Okay. All right. So Harold gets a scarab from a passerby um, and just ends his life, gives him the whole, you know, I wish you could live to see the world that we make. Um, this okay. is where, it, this is where I... So I was kind of 
on the fence with 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 Hera and with with Amit about being a villain because they're 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 playing this game, right? And Harrow, I made the example before about him being like a veteran of this world and just tired of seeing injustice. And now it's like, okay, I'm just going to handle things before they even happen. And now, like you just said, there's this rando on the street and. He just kills him. Like this guy did nothing wrong. All he did was like pick up pick up a golden little pendant, and that's all he and did. He, and he didn't even use the staff to like use the scales to judge. He him didn't either. use the scales just, to judge him either. He just ended him. He just so ended like, him. I kind of I kind of saw that too. That's, that's not, because he's the bad guy. I I yeah fine <laughs> fine but <laughs> yeah fine. They, it, it, it goes back yeah. to one. It goes. What, what were we talking about? Um. Oh, we were talking about Moon Batman. Night. And how all of a sudden, like you, you, you not maybe not sympathize with the villain, but you understand the villain's motives a little bit. You you get where they're coming from, and then all of a sudden they just have to do something that's just like, oh, by the way, they're evil. And I, it's <laughs> they always have to. <laughs> I know they do, and it's stupid. I don't like. I never liked it. I, I understand. Know. I know why they do it. I know why they do it, and it makes sense for the show. And and fine, he's 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 the established villain now, and he just now you're just killing people. I just. I'm yeah. tired of that cliche. I would be yeah. like, or maybe I'm just spoiled because Thanos was perfect. Like, like, I don't know. So I don't know. This, Thanos had the same mentality as this guy. No. Same yes. idea. He no. was doing it for a good purpose. Quote unquote. No, 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 no. That's to- not what I mean. I mean, Thanos did not do something <laughs> insane just to establish that he was a villain. He stuck to he stuck to like whatever moral compass agree with it or not. Thanos stuck to it. Like he didn't stray very far away from that. This guy, he's going on and on about like, oh, justice How did this Thanos and I not have to stray ju- far. How did Thanos not his number one thing was that it's gonna be equal, 50-50. It's gonna be a hundred percent fair that I'm not gonna pick or choose who dies. Right. Just half of the universe will die. Um, but he definitely went out outside of that and just caused chaos and killed people. And I mean, all over the place outside of the snap, he was still a villain and he had the same, like, you know what? It's equal. It's fair. Just like, you know what? This is equal. It's fair. The, 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 the scales are going to tell you exactly what's going on. It's just, you know, you guys used to have conversation back in the day of, you know, from the bad guy's perspective, they're doing it for a good reason. Ethan Hawke's character was doing this for a good reason. Thanos was doing it in his mind for a good reason. But they're all this, they're all bad guys, though. They're not sitting there going, you know what? I choose to be evil. Therefore, I'm going to be evil. No one's ever done that. What well, I just mean- because he's a bad guy doesn't mean he's a bad guy. What I, mean, what, I, what I mean is Thanos was doing things for a good reason in his mind. And that was the path that he stuck to. Well, so was Hitler. No. Every bad guy is doing it for good reasons in their own mind. No. <laughs> oh, yeah? Not comparable at all. Do you think that he thought he was being bad? Or I think do you think Hitler, he, I think I think Hitler, I think Hitler hated, I think Hitler hated the Jews, therefore he wanted to kill them. Exactly. So he was a Jew. <laughs> what? He was a Jew. He was half. So what? Is he only half circumcised? What's that mean? No, he was. His mom was a Jew. His dad was not. But the thing is, and he is, hated his mother. He, she didn't breastfeed him. Okay, that makes sense. He killed his mother uh-huh. because she was a Jew. 
What what what, so, what 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 are you what are you Hitler talking is about not here? on Hitler is That's what I'm saying like same, where where are you Hitler going with this not on the same <laughs> level What, as what are you guys? talking about I'm not backing oh up Hitler. I'm just I'm just saying I'm just saying a villain is a villain you know a sin is a sin it's like these these uh, you know having these these thoughts and doing these horrible things regardless of what your motive is it makes you a, it makes you the bad guy in a story like this. We get that, but what, he, what we're trying to... Hitler, what, what trying you're... To... Compa- okay, Thanos <laughs> wanted to make everything, like, fair and straight down the middle because, like, oh, the world's resources are finite. That is massively different from <laughs> I hate you because of your background and I'm going to burn you to death. Uh-huh. Two completely uh-huh. different things. Where are you coming from? His Google Pixel that he's playing with right now. Wow. I have to wrap up here. So... We get this conversation between uh, Stephen and Mark. So Mark's like in control at this point and Stephen's in the mirror. He's like, oh, so is this what it's like being on the inside? How, how long have you been doing it? It's like, oh, a real long time. He's like, well, I don't like it. I want my body back. <laughs> Give me back my body. I don't like this at all. Um, but he explains that they wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for Khonshu. And the servitude is the price that he pays, you know, for his life, basically. Um... So they get into this argument back and forth. Steven's just not having it, wants his body back, and Mark just kicks the crap out of the mirror. <laughs> just keeps kicking the mirror. Doesn't do anything. It just makes the mirror more cracky. I don't hate that Steven's in the mirror. Neither do I. I actually, <laughs> I actually don't. like it. I, I want him to stay if there. If from this point on he stays, I was going to say, if he stays in there, I will like the yes, show a absolutely. thousand times more. <laughs> absolutely. Steven needs to stay in the mirror, and, and Mark needs to be in control. That's, that's okay. what needs to happen. All right. And we need to get Michael Jackson on for the, for the final credit <laughs> with Man in the Mirror. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> it would right. have been perfect. That that should that should have been the uh, that should have that should have been the closing song. That's what I just said. Yeah, it should be oh. the final end credit song. It's just for the, the episode. Man in the Mirror. That being said, Will, you know what to do. Um, so Kanchu, um basically comes up on his RTL. He's like, you swore that he wouldn't interfere. Your body belongs to me. And now Harrow has a scarab. And it's like, he's like, it's funny because he's like really like ripping on him saying like, you broke your contract. I can't believe I, I trusted you, this and that. And then he immediately comes back with, I'll protect you with everything I have. You're worth protecting. And I'm like, he just like ripped on him. And then he immediately came back with, I'll protect you with everything because you're worth it. And I was like, it's, it, sound, it sounds like Conchu's got a couple personalities going on in his head. No, no. Conchu is saying that because without his avatar, he's got nothing. Yeah. So even True. though he's ripping him apart, he's saying that he's to manipulating make Mark feel him. good to manipulate him to stick with yeah. him the whole way through. He's that's manipulating all he's doing. Yeah. That's all he's doing. 100%. Well, that's what he came into at, at, anyway afterwards. Like, should we part? You may not like the next candidate near and dear as she is to you. So we get the whole thing of where are you going? It's like where do you heck do you where the heck do you think? And he wakes up or whatever. It's not like he woke up because he was sitting there like drinking <laughs> or whatever, sitting in Egypt, right in Cairo. Yep. So, Mark. Yes, as Mark. As Mark with Stephen while in the mirror. Stephen sits there in the mirror. Stephen in yes. the reflection. And I hope uh-huh. Stephen stays in there for the next two or three episodes. <laughs> Absolutely. I hope you stay in there for the next two or three episodes. <laughs> here's the thing: if if Stephen is now the character who you see in the reflection. Mm-hmm. That'd be fan. Like if Mark is like trying to figure things out and needs to he's know gonna be, more, he's going to basically be like C three PO. The odds of this, blah 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 blah. No, no, no. He's just going to be no, the nagging voice. He's going to because no, Stephen's going to be the 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 know it all, 
about mm-hmm. what's going on in Egypt. And when Mark needs to figure something out, he's going to refer to Stephen mm-hmm. in the mirror and then go from there. So that's how it's going to happen. That's my opinion now. If they keep it the way they're going to go and Stephen's now in the mirror, that's what they should do is let him be there now because now they're no longer in London or London, like he was saying in the first episode. Um, they're now in Cairo and this is now Stephen's, this is now Mark's game. So let Stephen be the, the voice, you know, from this point on. And it will be fantastic. It's perfect because if I can, I can envision a scene where Mark is somewhere in the middle of Cairo looking at something hieroglyphics or whatever. And you have Steven in the back of his head or just a voice of him going, Oh, I've seen this. This means ABC, you know, gobbledygook. Like that's right. Perfect. Perfect. For Steven. That's fantastic. I would completely buy that. Yay. Yep. I'd love it. And when you have body control now and you see Mark toss trash into like a pyramid somewhere, you see Steven pick it up, (laughs) (laughs) forcing Mark to do it. I think that would be, now that we know who Steven is, he's, you know, an intelligent nerd. Mark is, you know, obviously an action hero. This is supposed to be an action show. Let's. Get the action so on I did, now. I, I, I did, like I it. said at the beginning, I did read on the wiki that there are um, there are other altars that that Mark has. Here's the thing: because this is only six episodes, I kind of don't want them to introduce another one. I kind of hope if, they just stick to two. If they continue this into like a season two, season three, yeah, and they fine. Introduce another episode, fine. another another altar each season. That would be different. Um, but in this six episode series than a season no it'd be too much the three of them right now including country was way too much i kind of and i kind of i don't want if it's only six episodes i don't want them to do it i want them to stick to you know work with what they're working with right now but if they're right. going to extend this into other seasons then yeah fine bring in other altars and especially since oscar isaac he's a fantastic actor he would be able to pull it off we've seen him pull off multiple characters over his career like it, it all from all different walks of life and everything else i think it would be a, a missed John opportunity Robin Hood? i think it would be a missed opportunity if they didn't explore like all of his acting chops and all of its glory i i absolutely want to see something like that from him but it, right, yeah. you know you know he was prince john in um russell crowe's robin hood right was he yep he was prince john good for him so he's done a lot of different. He's like to your point though. He's done so many. Different yeah, he's characters done a lot of different things. He's done a lot that of different he can. Yeah. He can adapt. He's great in Apocalypse. Exactly the movie that nobody remembers. I've fallen asleep to that movie. I think twice. Listen, I remember. If I didn't fall asleep, I think I was awake. But I, I just like my. Brain I left. remember Apocalypse, and that's it. <laughs> I got nothing. To, I got nothing good to say about Apocalypse. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, I, I think I think that about does it for this episode. Um, overall, I, I'm enjoying the show. Yeah. Um, we we've we've got honestly, I I keep saying this. I know I have for the past like few times we've gotten together, but we have so much coming out right now that I I'm almost overwhelmed with the amount of things that we're looking forward to. Moon Knight. Um, at first I was kind of like, what's this about? Then I got really pumped about it. Now it's on. I'm like, okay, this is good. You know, I'm like, I'm like content with it. 
You know, I'm not overjoyed. I'm not disappointed. I'm content. Right. But I think that the fact is we've got we've got Obi Wan Kenobi coming out next month, and that is awesome. You know, I'm just I'm really pumped to see because I think I thought you and McGregor, if if nothing if nothing great came out of the prequels, at least you and McGregor did, and I thought it was a fantastic Obi Wan. So I'm I'm pumped to see what they're gonna do here. Um, I almost want to. I and I know I'm gonna regret it, but I almost want to rewatch the prequels just to prep for mm, Obi Wan, yep. just to get reintroduced to it. I might, I might rewatch the prequels in between now and then. So, mm. yeah. I mean, I, like I said, times. I just did. I we just did uh, the girls and I. We did the Clone Wars, Revenge of the Sith, and now we're watching the Bad Batch, and it's all leading up to it right now too. Um, actually, we just saw where um. In this episode of the Bad Batch, where Jabba got his Rancor, huh. so that was pretty cool. And like it was, it was like an adolescent, like female Rancor. Cool. So I was like, oh, that's inter- interesting. But it all, it all ties in and leads up. So that'll be fun. But anyway, yeah, I think we got a lot to look forward to. I know, Will, you're probably not really into the Jurassic Park stuff, right? Not really. Not my okay. thing. But yeah, not Chuck, we're, we're gonna have to go see Dominion because that's coming out June 10th. Really? Yeah. Yeah, June and they bring. Yep, June tenth. June tenth. Not June. Yeah, I, I, haven't, I haven't seen a single preview for that yet. And Good. All I Don't. know is the original cast is coming back, and that's yeah, I as saw much that. as I know right now. I saw that. Yeah. They did, the trailer really milked. Well, they're gonna combine the two. <laughs> casts. I, I wish they did. I wish they didn't drop all the, of those bombs. The they trailer should, they should really have kept milked. A couple. Like the original cast, like the slow panning shots of them all. I'm like, wow, they're really going all out with pants, this. feet. They're gonna. Feet they're, gonna pants. they're combining both casts, right? The new cast and yes. the yes. original. Yeah, that's yes. all I know. <laughs> and then there's gonna be a T-Rex in it somewhere with some raptors. Of course, of course, there will be. Dinosaurs yeah. run amok. Uh-huh. It's the, kind yep. of the way I look at those movies. It's dinosaurs running amok. I never got into uh, the Jurassic Park. Oh, uh, they're franchise. so good. I never I'm just happy because I'll I'll just say that the um the Dilophosaurus is back. You know, the acid spitter thing there. Jurassic I mean, Park one and Jurassic Park three were really good. Jurassic Park two was stupid. Did you say Jurassic Park three was really good? Compared to Jurassic Park two? Yes. It oh jeez. Oh no. Okay. Jurassic Park two was awful. Okay. Let's let's talk about that another time. Anyway, thanks so much, guys, for listening in on our episode discussing the second episode of, of the Moon Knight. Of what? The Man in the Mirror. The Man in the, the Mirror. The Man in the Mirror. <laughs> All right, we'll catch you guys another time. See you Have later. a great one, guys. Have a good one.